It's good. It sucked. It's meh. Everyone has an opinion, but only I have the balls to tell you the truth as I see it. You want to know how good a movie really is? Well, sit back, kick your feet up, because you're about to witness a common man's review. Let's get this mother started out right as another past and present movie review episode begins now. So this is going to be a tale of two reviews. What's up, it's your boy Enigma back with another past and present review episode. And today I'm going to talk about Ahsoka, basically the series that came on Disney+. Plus. So, when I first saw Ahsoka, this is basically when I was introduced to this character. It was at the Clone Wars movie. So my job had these tickets for a private screening of the movie before it hit theaters. I remember bringing my dad to it. And they were so secretive about this movie that they wouldn't even allow us to bring cell phones into the theater which I'm like oh this must be going to be one of the greatest things of all time (laughs) and I got in there and I watched the movie The Clone Wars and you know it was an animated movie obviously and it really just sucked it was just be honest with you I mean I wanted to enjoy it because it was Star Wars because I'm a Star Wars fan but it really just didn't do much for me I'm like why are they trying to hide cell phones on this but regardless it was what it was and I remember seeing Ahsoka for the first time she was this little bratty kid that just kind of got on my nerves I didn't really care for the character so fast forward going from the movie to the actual Clone Wars series And by the end of that, she is actually my favorite Star Wars character. I don't know what changed from that terrible movie for that show. I guess because you actually grew up with the character. You know, from a youngling to a Jedi to her leaving the Order and doing her own thing. I mean, she was just, you know, it's just a character that I just learned to love and enjoy. You know, basically, matter of fact, I probably haven't even seen that Clone Wars movie again since i went there to see it with my father i might have to sit down and watch it again to see if there was any of this in that movie kind of predicting that it was going to be a decent um you know character but you know it really didn't seem like it at the time but at the end of that you know she ended up being one of my favorite characters and then her episodes in rebels were some of the series best episodes you know especially the one where she confronted Darth Vader and they had that final fight in the uh, old um, Sith temple and all that that was just awesome you know she became just that good of a character and she's a badass don't get me wrong and then so fast forward through all that there was some fan art that came out that was showing Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka so you know I love me some Rosario Dawson and somebody made a fan art of her becoming Ahsoka and she of course said hey make it happen you know she's down with it and I'm starting to think that maybe she had somebody do that so she can kind of go get the job and hell she did it and she got the job so our first time of seeing Ahsoka live action was in the Mandalorian and again that was my favorite episode of that series to finally see Ahsoka in a live action um, movie or show rather and of course she made a comeback on the uh, book of Boba Fett but then like I said she's such a popular character that they decided to give her her own series so I will say this I like 
the series because there was a lot of nostalgia and the fanboy in me just enjoyed it. Now, the reason I said it was going to be a tale of two reviews is because if you never watched the animated stuff and only watched the live action stuff, you are totally confused on why everybody's probably liking this so much. You know, you're going to have to hit the Wikipedia page and all that type of stuff just to catch up. So, you know, they didn't make it easy to be able to say, okay, this is why this character is so popular and, you know, where she came from and stuff like that. You know, you basically had to have seen Rebels and Clone Wars in order to enjoy this, in my opinion, in order to enjoy it to the point where you're just like, wow, you know, just excited like I was. Whereas a typical person who's probably only seen the um, live action stuff is like, probably like, mm, it's okay, you know, nothing special, but we'll talk about that here in a moment. So I'll give a quick recap. Um, again, I'm not going to give you a point by point thing, but this it started off with Ahsoka searching for a map, trying to locate Ezra, which is where the Rebels series left off. So if you remember on the end of Rebels, she got with Sabine, they were leaving to go search for Ezra. Now between that and this, you know, something's happened between the two where they fell out or whatever, and they kind of discuss it in the show, and I'll touch base on that here in a moment. But that's where the Rebel show left off. So this is where we are now in the future. Uh, Morgan Elsbeth is also in search of this map after being broken out of a New Republic transport by mercenaries Balon Skull and his Padawan Shinhadi. The series, to sum it up, is just a bunch of back and forth between Ahsoka after reuniting with Sabine and Morgan, continuing to try to locate the map and reach the destination before each other because Morgan is trying to bring Thrawn back into the known universe so he can take the empire back into you know whatever she's trying to they're trying to rebuild the empire i guess and so that's basically what the entire series is about the first half of it anyway is them trying to get to the same destination for two different reasons um thrawn grand admiral thrawn is another character that if you haven't watched any of the animated stuff you probably don't know about him i mean he had a he was important in a bunch of books and stuff like that now i will admit that even I haven't done all the books and all that type of stuff. But he's an important character in Star Wars. And if you didn't watch Rebels, you probably wouldn't really understand the significance of him. Like, why are they going all the way to get this dude? Again, you had to watch Rebels. So after a battle where Sabine and the others um, believe that Ahsoka has been killed, Sabine, having retrieved the map, is about to destroy it until she strikes a deal with Balon to be able to travel with him and Morgan to where Ezra and Thrawn are supposedly located. She eventually agrees and is taken prisoner as they travel to their destination. Ahsoka isn't dead, rather in between worlds where she revisits her past, including her former master, Anakin Skywalker. After recouping, she uses the space whales to follow Morgan and Balin, um, who have reunited with Thrawn. Sabine is released and allowed to seek out Ezra and eventually reunites with him. Thrawn tries to take them out, and when Ahsoka arrives, he uses what he knows about her former master to battle her as well. For her help with getting uh, the sisters and Thrawn off the planet, Morgan is given some special power, but it doesn't last long as Ahsoka fights her and kills her. That was like a whole build-up for nothing, in my opinion, but anyways... Her sacrifice was planned, though, by Thrawn, as he's a you know strategy guy, and... 
you know, she was he was basically just using her to slow down Ahsoka before, so he can escape. Ezra, unknowingly to Thrawn, is on the ship, however, and at the end he escapes and reunites with Hera. In the end, Balin is plotting something, I guess. There was some... <laughs> I had to read a couple things, and I'll kind of talk about that here in a moment. Uh, Shin looks like she's taking over the marauders in the area, which are the enemies of those little turtle people or whatever. And Sabina and Ahsoka are essentially trapped on the planet with no place to go for the moment, being looked over under the watchful eye of Force Ghost Anakin. Now, if that all sounds crazy, it is crazy. Because, like I said, a lot of this stuff, including the little owl at the end, was shown on Rebels um, and maybe Clone Wars, too. I'm not 100% sure. And then um, Thrawn, of course, like we already talked about, was part of the Rebels show. Um, the witches that they discussed, that was all part of the Clone Wars and all that. So a lot of this Star Wars lore is just... You know, you had to have seen the animated series for it to make sense. But, yeah, I kind of, you know, glossed over a lot of points here. But this is just the general um, recap of what happened throughout the show. Now, the things that I like about it, I love the casting. And I'm going to be honest, I was fanboying the entire show watching the cast from Rebels come to life. From Sabine to Hera to Ezra to Thrawn. There were they were perfect, you know, and really, I don't know if you can even call this show Ahsoka. This is basically just live action rebels. That's literally what this is. Um, those who weren't from rebels, such as uh, Morgan Elsbeth, uh, Shin Hadi, and Balon Skull, played by the late Ray Stevenson, were also great castings. And that right there just shows me that Dave Filoni knows what he's doing. These were great characters. Each character was intriguing to say the least now there are some story plot points that i think kind of didn't work out but i'll talk about that here in a moment but for the most part i enjoyed the story you know like i said it seemed like a more of another season of rebels in ahsoka but it was welcomed i was hoping that zeb would make an appearance as he's already made one in the mandalorian but you know i guess there was enough fan service <laughs> to sink your teeth in if you were a fan of rebels you know, there were parts of the story that seemed slow at times, but like I said, I'll discuss that here when I talk about some of the things I didn't like. Um, again, fan service was awesome. If you've seen Rebels in the Clone Wars series, you're in for a glorious show. And it's funny how they named it Ahsoka as good as she was in the show, Rosario Dawson. But it was the Rebel stuff that really kept me smiling, you know, just bringing some of the animation to life and... I just don't understand how more people can do that. So DC, for example, DC is probably the best animated thing, you know, as far as telling their animation movies or what have you. But then when they try to do live action stuff, it's just not as good. And I just don't understand how Dave Filoni can sit here and do this. And keep in mind, this is a Star Wars show, not a movie. It's supposed to lead up to a movie, I think. But, you know, like I said, visually, this is one of the better presentations of Star Wars for a show. The special effects work well, and they look better than the prequels, which is expected because the prequels obviously are over 30 years old at this point, or well, about 20-something years old. And, you know, they just made a great show. I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed the characters coming to life. It, it, I just can't speak highly enough for it. I was just in awe watching every show. 
I also like the older and wiser characters. Now, I looked at the message board and there were a lot of complaints that said the characters lacked energy. But they're old now. I mean, what did you expect? Hell, Ahsoka was a kid in the Clone Wars. You know, they've been all, you know, in war. Basically, war has been their entire life. The fact that they haven't went PTSD crazy and start killing folks is an achievement. And the sassiness and spunk of Ahsoka and Sabine are supposed to be gone at this age. Again, they were kids. So, yeah, they had a lot more quips and things like that. Ahsoka is wiser because she's seen some stuff, bruh. She's not going to be that kid, that little spunky kid we seen in, you know, the whole uh, Clone Wars. And, you know, she was even showing that in Rebels that she wasn't that type of character anymore. And a lot of people were complaining about it. I don't know why. Now, there's a, th a thing online where they always talking about Star Wars fans are never happy. And that is true. People just complain for no reason. But this was not one of the things to complain about because the characters are older now. They're not going to have that same level of spunkiness that they had when they were younger. So, for those people in the comments who are fussing about that, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Something's wrong with you. That is a stupid, stupid, stupid way to complain about things. I thought the characters were fine. Um, let's jump into some of the things I didn't like about it. And the first thing is not for me, but it's for the people who've never watched the animated series. If you haven't watched the animated series, you may not appreciate this. You're probably watching a show like, who is this Ezra that she's trying to get back into? Who is Thrawn? What are these space whales? Wait, there's witches in Star Wars now? These are all questions <laughs> that the series couldn't answer. You know, and for me, this is not a problem for me because I've seen all these things. Um, just like in the uh, solo movie when uh, Darth Maul appeared, there's a lot of people there. Wait, wait a minute! I thought he was dead. You know, and stuff like that. Well, if you don't watch the animation series, you've missed out on a hell of a lot. And this show does not help that. They should have had a previously on and show some clips from the animated series to at least give you something or they can do like a maybe like a 20 minute um animation run through so you can kind of get caught up but if you just sat down to watch this you had no clue on who these characters are where they're from why they are important like ezra when we first saw ezra the i talked about how some of the episodes were kind of long and drawn out well with Sabine finding Ezra, they made that show long and drawn out for a reason because everybody's anticipating. We want to see Ezra from the show and we've been waiting to see Ezra and anybody who's watching it who hasn't seen it's probably like, what the hell is going on? And so I think that was a big, the biggest flaw about this show is the people who just sat down and watched all the live action stuff. They're not going to appreciate it. They're probably going to say it's lame because it doesn't make sense to them. And I get it. You know, if you don't have the background or the history of this stuff, you're not going to really enjoy it. And just like I talked about the slow episode moment, moments, a lot of people praised episode five, you know. And while I like that episode, the one that they go back um, where Ahsoka, they think she's dead and she's crossed over. And basically she's talking to Anakin and they're reliving the whole Clone Wars thing. I loved it. I loved the Clone Wars presentation. I liked Little Ahsoka. I liked all of that. That was just great. And even seeing Hayden Christensen as Anakin once again, the sh you know, that really was great. But the episode really had no value to the main story. And there were several 
moments where that happened, where the the main story was just put to the side for fan service. It was a great episode. Matter of fact, it was the highest rated episode of the um, season, according to IMDb. But it really went nowhere. Yes, it gave us that nostalgia look. It really just didn't do anything. And there was a lot of moments that did that where the show really didn't move the main storyline forward. It was just, you know, just showing things just to hype us fanboys up, which it did because I was hyped up too. But after just kind of taking a step back and looking it over, yeah, this could have been done. I mean, well, I wouldn't say it could have been done differently, but it really just had no value as far as the main story goes. Um, another thing I didn't like, and this just seems to be the default thing now, standing around cross-armed. Ahsoka spent majority of the series just standing around with her arms crossed. Literally, the entire um, season, she might have done that probably a good 10 to 15% of her screen time, which is ridiculous. Like, do something else. Matter of fact, by the time it was getting toward the end, even Sabine was standing with her arms crossed. And I just, I don't know. They could have done something. It's, it's a nitpick. I get it. But every time she would stand with her arms crossed, I'm like, oh, my God. Just lean on the wall or something. Just do something else besides the whole stand with your arms crossed. All right. So this next thing. <laughs> Look, I love Rosario. Y'all know that. Y'all saw the picture that I took with her. I love, love, love Rosario Dawson. The lightsaber battles were a little lackluster. And I get it. You know, maybe, you know, she, I don't know. I just think that they could have done it differently. Like, they could have put a more experienced fighter in her, you know, outfit and let them, her kind of carry out the lightsaber battles and kind of do close-up shots every now and then. I mean, it's been done. There's certain people who really aren't trained that well in certain things, and they'll just put a stunt double in there to do it. But, yeah, this is not, I don't know, it, it just kind of was lackluster. And Like I said, I love Rosario Dawson, I do, but those lightsaber battles were slow, and they just were not that very well choreographed, in my opinion. Yeah, they, they were iconic in certain areas when her and Balin faced off, but it really just... I don't know. They, they were lackluster, in my opinion. Speaking of things that were lackluster, Shin Hadi and Balon Skull's storyline didn't make much sense to me. And now that Ray Stevenson is gone in real life, will his character be recast or what's going on with there? I mean, initially when they were introduced to us, they were some badass mercenaries, but once Thrawn came into the picture, they were kind of pushed to the side. Balon tried to talk about what he was looking to gain by following Morgan, but it never really made sense to me. Um, doing some internet research, it's the whole thing that happened in Clone Wars. People are saying with the uh, father, the son, and the daughter, and Balon's trying to do something with that. I don't know. But it, I don't know. It just didn't seem like they had a plan for the character after Thrawn came on, and now we may never know because... If they, well, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to have to recast them. They, there's no other way to do it to continue the storyline now that Ray um, has passed. So I don't know. I just think that those characters were set up to be such badasses and then pushed to the side at the end. And then, you know, we really got nothing from it. And it's sad that something like that happened. I mean, yes, it was just an unexpected death and all that. But I don't know. It's just. 
you had two great characters and I really wanted to learn more about them, learn more about their um, relationship and things like that. But, you know, obviously we'll see what they decide to do. It's, it's, you know, still early on the season just ended. So they still have time to figure out what they're going to do. If they're going to recast or um, do something with that storyline. Another thing that I didn't like, well, I won't say I didn't like it, but it just didn't make sense to me, was Sabine's force powers. Because I don't recall her being force sensitive. And maybe I'm wrong, I haven't watched Rebels in quite some time, but I don't remember her having that type of force sensitivity. It's like it came out of nowhere just to have a reason for her and Ahsoka to interact. You know, Sabine's a warrior, and I could see Ahsoka trying to enhance her abilities to train her as a warrior, but force sensitive, I think it was, you know, a little reach in my opinion. And I will say this too, because <laughs> I hope that they're not hinting towards that Ahsoka and Sabine had a different type of relationship because initially that's what I was kind of thinking of that they, you know, had a falling out and it was more than just a master and Padawan type thing. It was more like they had a romantic relationship and I please hope to God that's not what comes of this. And get, don't get me wrong. I know Disney is over all of this and they like to do a lot of those types of things for inclusion purposes. But this would not be, you know, none of this was ever led to, including this force sensitivity thing. So I'm hoping that's not the case. It's, again, this may be just me looking too much into it, but it was almost hinted like they had a relationship and I hope that's not the case. I hope it is just specifically, you know, Padawan and master or whatever, but you know, you, you just with Disney, you never know. So you always have to second guess some of the things that they hint at in different shows and stuff like that. But I don't think they need to do it with these characters. I think these characters need to be left alone as they are and just leave it at that. But I, Outside of that, um, pretty much I didn't have any other problems with the show. I thought it was for eight episodes, there was some filler time, and we already kind of talked about that. And, you know, they fan serviced the hell out of it, and I really did enjoy the show. I thought the ending was sort of a letdown because you really didn't get what you wanted at the end. Now, make no mistake, you don't have to win. Okay, I'm not saying that the good guys have to win on every finale or whatever. And I like that. You know, Thrawn left them there. And now we don't know how they're going to get back. If they're going to get back. You know, season two might just be them fighting uh, Shin and the Marauders. Or doing whatever uh, Balon had planned. You know, it, there may, there's things that they can do with it. But, you know, it, the ending just, I don't know. It just felt like they needed more. You know, just even though Thrawn won, they lost. And then Ezra hustled his way onto the uh, Empire ship. And I want to point this out too. Not that I have a problem with it, but I thought it was funny. The fact that Thrawn has been there for however many years it's been, 20 years or whatever, it seems like he's been there for quite some time and he couldn't find Ezra. And yet Sabine, in like a matter of day, day I didn't think it was a whole day, found him that quick. That was just kind of crazy to me, but it is what it is. You know, just, just lack of story writing. I don't know. But... I don't know. The ending just kind of, the show just ended. 
You know what I'm saying? It didn't really give me a satisfying ending. And then Anakin is sitting there watching Ahsoka from the distance. You know, Anakin, I don't even think he showed up with Luke. But yet you've been watching her all this time. So, you know, maybe I guess because she had a closer connection than, you know, he did with Luke. I don't know. But it'll be interesting to see where they're going with this. So the rumor is they're going to have maybe a season two of this. Maybe another season of Mandalorian and maybe one of Boba Fett. And then they're going to all tie up all of these storylines in a ultimate movie. And while I think that is a good idea, again, the people who haven't seen the animated series, they may not be down with this. And then you got the people who don't watch the live action shows who only watch the animated, not the animated, but the uh the the theater release movies they may have a problem so i don't know there he's trying to bind everything together and i'm gonna trust in dave filoni because so far he's given us some of the best star wars that we've seen i think ahsoka is probably some of the best star wars that we've seen all time you know even with the flaws that it had and so really seeing him put all this together is going to be enjoyable to watch and really see it everything come together but you know i had fun with this series like i said just i had to take a step back and kind of really look at it objectively because if i would have just reviewed it based off of um what i thought about it it was like a bomb ass show you know i'm like oh my god ahsoka's live action you got hera she's back sandula you know she's doing her thing you got sabine you got chopper you know the only thing they were missing was zeb and you know you got ezra you got thrawn greatness this was star wars at its greatest and i really did enjoy it um but like i said if you haven't seen the animation show if you i'm reviewing from those eyes i'm a bit confused i don't know what's going on like why is ezra such a big character well, who is this thrawn and why is he his tactics the way they are or you know the, the star wars when did star wars have witches and what the hell is up with these space whales <laughs> So for a person who hasn't seen the animated series, you're probably going to say, yeah, it was all right. I mean, you know, it wasn't nothing spectacular. It was all right. But for us who saw everything, you know, prior, this was one of the best shows in Star Wars history. So what are your thoughts? Are you one of the people who've watched the animated shows and thought it sucked? Or are you one of the people who didn't see the animated shows and think that it's great? As always, let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And if you want to check out any of my creative work, you can hit me up at www.enigmakid.com. That's www.enigmakid.com. It's your boy signing off. Deuces.